You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Aziza Robinson, and Aziza talked about the time her family installed a commode in her house. This week, I sat down with Alexa Yeager, and Alexa told me about when she had to have an enema door dash to her boyfriend's house. Here's Alexa Yeager. Where to begin? It's How does one begin a story that ends with you door dashing an enema to your boyfriend's apartment? <laughs> but... Um, Okay, so at the time I was dating this guy. He's dead to us now, RIP. But let's pretend for the sake of this story that we still like him because he was fine at the time. Um, I was dating this guy and I was constipated as shit. Or like like so fucking constipated. <laughs> and I'm very much like, I cannot keep that stuff to myself. If I'm remotely uncomfortable or whatever, whether it's like... I mean, I'm the same way. Yeah. It's, and it's annoying. People don't like it. I'm just... I'm going to talk about my poop. Well, and my thing is, I'll do the thing where I was thinking about it. I'm like, because people are always like, I complain, like I'm like kind of a complainer and I'm not really, I am complaining, but it's more like an ADD thing where it's like, if my like foot is hurting every time I step on it and it hurts, I like, if I think it, I must say it. And so I'll just be like, my foot hurts, my foot hurts, my foot And everyone's like, we fucking know. Stop oh, shut up. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't mean it in a, compl- I just mean it in like, I'm just saying I'm word vomiting. I just like. have no filter. I say every thought that enters my head. Yeah. And a lot of my thoughts are about poop. Mine so, as well. Like, every I'm always I... like updating people. People are like, how is your morning? And I'm like, well, I had my big coffee poop before I left the house. So we're off to like a great start. You know? <laughs> every time I get to work, I go, I feel like I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> my coworkers are like, yeah, you say that every day. Every so. day. Every day. You haven't done it yet. So it's like, okay, humble brag, your digestive system up. works because you treat your body well. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, no, mine's up. I'm like, I'm either not shitting or shitting my Non-stop. brains out. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah I'm yeah. in a shitting my brains out uh, period right now. Yep, yep. So oh. I'm like, where is this has? Where is it even coming where from? Where is it? Like, the mass, I don't it doesn't make any much. sense. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, it's we're, we're creating mass. They said mass can't be created or destroyed, but my <laughs> body is literally inventing poop out of thin air. <laughs> Um, but that's the opposite of what was happening in this scenario, which was I hadn't shat in so, so uncomfortably long. And it was like, we were hanging out, you know, maybe going to have sex. And I was like, I literally can't do anything. I literally can't think about anything. I am so full of poop. I feel just like <laughs> rock solid, like a boulder. Like I'm like, honestly, I've been, I've been eating fiber. I've been eating greens. I've tried like some laxatives and nothing is working. I've been like backed up as shit for I'm days. I'm scared of laxatives. I've never tried them. I just waited out. They hit. They hit. Um, yeah. But anyway, I was like really backed up. Nothing was happening. And I just wanted instant relief. And um, I know that you can buy like a fleet enema at a pharmacy. I'm not saying people should do this. <laughs> you sh- probably should just wait it out. But I was being a little bitch or something. Um, and I had an enema once as a child um, because apparently I also couldn't poop then. And I was like, I think honestly I need to give myself an enema. And my boyfriend was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, no, I just, an enema would hit so different right now. Like an enema would hit so good. Like I just want like a hit of an enema. <laughs> and uh, I was like, where's the nearest Walgreens? And we're like looking at the map and it's too far. I'm like, I can't walk. I can't. I'm I'm rock solid shit. I cannot walk. And then I was like, I wonder if you can Postmates it or like DoorDash it or whatever. Um, We're living in the future. And I look and and you can. And uh, so I ordered a delivery enema. 
to my boyfriend's apartment (laughs) and I was like this is the most insane thing I've ever done this is like so stupid uh and then I get a call from the Postmates like DoorDash person and they're like well they don't have the brand you selected in the app would this brand or this brand like be okay and I was like so mortified to be on the phone with another human being who was buying me an enema at 11:30 p.m. on like a Sunday night or something and I was like dude look at the situation clearly this is dire yeah do I'll you, take off brand. Thank you. Yeah. Do you think I have a brand preference <laughs> in this, this moment? It's the is Pepsi okay of animals. <laughs> it's the is Pepsi okay of animals. <laughs> like, oh my Pepsi's god. Pepsi's great. I was like, yeah, anything, whatever. <laughs> um, so I basically just said yeah, I yes and it everything they said on the phone. I wasn't even listening. I don't even know what I agreed to. Um, all I know is thank God they did a no contact delivery, so I didn't have to see their face. But they did drop off a bag that contained not one, not two, but three animals. Well, that's bang for your buck. <laughs> yeah, but also it's like if you live a good life, that's three lifetime supplies of animals. It's so much enema. <laughs> Um, oh my God. So I then, uh, very sexily, obviously vanished into my boyfriend's bathroom to give myself an enema. Wow. And, and what, okay. Is this the kind, I've heard of it where you like, it's like a saline Yeah, it's like a saline solution in like a little squishy bottle and you shoot that right up your ass. I was, (laughs) it's like douching. Gay men know all about enemas. Oh Yeah. It, I've heard I, someone was telling me about it where she but it was like a one where like gravity does the work and you like get on your hands and knees or something and you hang the bag up but yeah. this was a squishing kind well but you still kind of get down you let gravity contribute but it's kind of like you put like like a little baby bottle sort of um, and it's really like a flexible plastic and uh, you lay down with like your face to the cold tile of the bathroom Floor, oh and you uh, shove this in your ass and you give it a nice squirt and then you're supposed to sit there ass up until you get the urge to poop so you're just bare assed face to the bathroom floor wow. just like chilling face waiting down, ass up. for the yeah <laughs> the sexiest way i told a story to someone and they were like did you make your boyfriend give you an enema and i was like okay i'm not that much of a monster <laughs> i did it myself i'm a strong independent woman if he loved you he would have offered but but yeah it's like fucked up he didn't offer but also like yeah. don't man, need no man yeah. i do my own enemas <laughs> thank you very much so then did you get the urge to poop oh yeah then i took a massive glorious dump <laughs> truly liberating really freeing okay here's my question does this saline like loosen everything up or is it like you like are so full of like saline that like you have to move <coughs> it like it's cold. it like uh <coughs> fuck <laughs> Wait, really dry. um it like softens everything up mm. you know i think is the concept i'm trying to think of a good like metaphor for it i don't know i'm not a doctor I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just a bitch who gives herself enemas. <laughs> Didn't you go to MIT? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, do- you're a doctor to me, then. <laughs> you're like, it's like engineering. Nope. I studied. You can do my enemas. <laughs> you, can- <laughs> you have a degree in geology? Yeah, sure. You can, you can do my enemas. Is it enema. geology? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you rocks. learn about how rocks move. Yeah, I'm really good at identifying the minerals in countertops. <laughs> oh, no wonder you went on the brick 
the brick parade or... that's actually not why i went on the brick tour oh. i just that was a different friend i actually hate learning as a general <laughs> rule i just went socially i only learned socially <laughs> for the listener alexa went on a brick tour yeah. uh, brick tours of chicago and actually, it sounds cool. I bet that maybe they could tell us why all those swastikas are on the top of the buildings. Did he mention that? Do you ever notice that? They, no. What are I you mean, they're not about? actually swastikas. So they're like, it's like the swastika, but they're they're not. They're like square versus a diamond. They're like shifted. Rotated? Yeah, they're rotated. But that design is on the top of like a ton of like older, um, interesting stone buildings in Chicago. Huh. I bet he would know. There, I'm sure he would. He's they're up at the top. Right now. Well, I knew the symbol was like the Nazis like took. I think it was like a Native American symbol, and it meant something nice. And then they took it and yeah. and just shifted it like one degree, and we're like, now it means something, something else. Something else. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know the. It's like Pepe the Frog. <laughs> something something that, that was meant to bring joy and now <laughs> ruined. Like minions, how they're so overtly sexual now. <laughs> Yeah, have you ever looked? I'm sure you have. They people make like minion porn. Like I've heard, they I like have not seen. Dra- you haven't? Oh yeah, me either. I've never. I've looked, never seen. A I've never porn. looked that up for sure. I can't imagine the type of person. And I've never looked up Star Wars porn either. Yeah, so. that's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's you would be surprised. They even get the robots involved. Dang. Like uh, what's it? C3PO. He's doing. I mean, it's it's pretty. Those foul. robot hands. The Simpsons. There, people. There's no. I mean, he is an expert in human cyborg relations, so it makes sense. That yeah, he would. He'd, yeah, he'd, he'd probably be good at get up in there. <laughs> but he doesn't have a tongue, so it's like, well, a lot of robots don't have tongues, and they do the job too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like a robot tongue would be worse than no tongue at all. <laughs> Well, there's only one way to find out, <laughs> and you need to call your friends at MIT. <laughs> and have them build <laughs> a cunnilingus robot. The I'm tech- sure they exist. They oh, must exist. They super exist. There's no way they don't exist. Yeah. Do they look like C-3PO? I don't know. His C- mouth doesn't even they? open. Where would the tongue be? That's an interesting point. Maybe he... Hmm. Oof, yeah. It's kind of... <laughs> now imagine him with a tongue, with like a... <laughs> With like a the like kiss tongue, like no thank you. What's that guy's name? Simmons something. Who's the guy from Kiss? The band. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> come I I'm a baby. <laughs> you are. How old are you? I do not know things. I don't know. I'm 26. I don't know why I said I don't know. I know how old I am. <laughs> I just know. so flustered. I'm just a baby. <laughs> I'm a baby. Baby age. I'm baby. Oh, you're 26. Interesting. All right, that's fine. I'll let it slide for now. For now? Is it Gene Simmons? <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you. Okay. Yes, there it is. That name was in my brain, Hell but I did yeah. not right? want to confidently say something completely wrong. If it's not, I'll edit that out, and I'll I'll, I'll like, I'll edit it so it sounds like we're saying something smart. You're going to fact check it. <laughs> yeah. Voice over everything about... And the cultural significance yeah. of the bil- symbols at the top of the brick yeah. are actually... Like, <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, but there, there's one other thing about... Um, after I gave myself an enema, uh, when I came out, my boyfriend was like, "I, are you feeling better? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, and we do not need to talk about this <laughs> ever again. And he said, okay, that's fine. But I do, I have like one question. And I was like, you may ask one question. <laughs> he was like, how did you get it in your butthole? And I was like, I put it in my butthole. <laughs> what? He goes, well, did you have to like feel around to find it? To find your butthole? Yeah. And I was like, no, I know where my butthole is. 
And he was like, Real, I feel like I wouldn't be able to just in one poke, just boop, like get it in the butthole. And I was so baffled by this. I called my father, which is, by the way, insane to from your boyfriend's apartment, call your dad and be like, hey, dad, just gave myself an enema at my boyfriend's house. And my dad's response was actually, you didn't make him do it, did you? And I was like, father, papa, I'm a woman of Jesus. I, w- I would never. Um, but uh I was like, do, do you think you could find your butthole in one try? And my dad was like, no, you know, I don't, I don't think I could get it in one. Po- I don't think I know where my butthole is to that level of precision is what he said. I think I do. But, you know, I will say if I, when you say it in one poke, I, yeah. I guess I would be, I would, but maybe I, mean, I would literally feel, feel it. You can bit. clench it. Yeah, that's true. I guess I do. Yeah. I don't know. Well. But I've, I've been surveying people. And, you know, there's no, like, hashtag not all men. Um, but there's definitely a trend. Men are less aware of where their butthole is. That makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. Women got more stuff close to each other. That, and yeah. men are, I guess, afraid of being gay. Um, but it does raise <laughs> questions about the level of their wiping. But now maybe that's why men are so interested in bidets. And it's because they've been trying to wipe for all these years and they can't find it. Okay, don't get me started on bidets because I... When I got my bidet, it changed my life. And if you don't have one, I want one. You need so to get badly. one. They're they're really cheap too. I know. They're I like, want to get one. It it's was been like on my forty list. bucks. It truly changed my life. I mean, if I seriously, if you don't have one, you need to get one. Wiping by hand is horrible. It's for pores. It is, and <laughs> I mean, it doesn't do a good job. Like, yeah, no, you I'm, gotta this is the robots wiping your ass is better than robot cuddling. Oh yeah. But um, no, I totally agree because sometimes <laughs> sometimes your asshole just it'd it be getting raw no matter how nice of toilet paper you have. It's also more wasteful in terms of like paper. It totally makes sense. But I think it also helps with sanitation because apparently men don't know where their own rectums are. It is another one where, where people are like, I can't have a bidet. It's gay. <laughs> like, what are you talking? Or sometimes men will be like, no, that's gross. We all share the same one. I'm like, it's not like touching your asshole. Asshole, yeah. You see, it's weird, though, because everyone I know who's really passionate about, like, having a bidet. <laughs> are you okay? No. <laughs> everyone I know who's really passionate about having a bidet is a man. Really? Oh, man. Which is, like, very I'm out on the front lines for bidets. Um, no, I, I definitely got to get into a bidet. Because every once in a while, you know, you just be shitting. You be shitting nonstop, and it can't take that much friction. It's once you get one, shitting without one, like when you, like, have to shit, like, at a bar or whatever, you're like, this is barbaric. Yeah. It's, it's truly, I give them as gifts. If people if people don't have one and they have, if there's any type of gift. I don't like, want to have to install it myself. It actually is really easy. I, it's, it, I did it. Like, it, Are if, you in a rental? Like. I am, yeah. Yeah. And you can just hook shit up to your toilet yeah there's like a little like splitter you just kind of like turn the water off at the wall beyond your toilet and mm-hmm. then you just hook the little thing up and it takes like 20 minutes it and it's truly one of the treat yourself to a bidet okay i'm definitely gonna get a bidet this is a great god my body for is my next so big anima shit um yeah you still can, two more animas so yourself. i still i can i can really flush myself out this then maybe i'll stop getting utis <laughs> i just, i wanted to i want to tell a bidet story but it's not my story and i don't know what the ethics are of this but i will just say okay i'll just say this as vaguely as possible someone i know 
was using the bidet and kind of turned it up a little too <laughs> too high and some water like went inside of <laughs> their asshole and then I was over and there was like <laughs> a little wet spot on the couch and I was like what is that and they were like don't worry about it and I was like okay and then later they were like I accidentally animated myself with the bidet and then, <laughs> and then it came out when I was sitting on the couch <laughs> okay well first of all I'm worried about um the tightness of their sphincter well i know i was i'll i'll crank it up Fatal pretty high leakage. that has never i have never well because i feel I've like if i get it in there myself. i can hold it in there i don't know i mean i don't really know that much but you i've like, never had an enema so i have a lot of questions i honestly don't think i could i i, th- I hear they're quite powerful <laughs> oh yeah yeah well i'm not no and I'm, I'm not talking about an enema i'm talking about a little bidet yeah yeah i feel like i would just like go to the bathroom spoon. and drain it out yeah. this was a man i presume it, you are correct yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like as a woman... <laughs> women wouldn't do that. Yeah, this is... No, I just feel like it's akin to like when someone comes inside you and you kind of got to go... You can hold the cum in? No, you... Well, you can't because of gravity. But you know... Like, you know it's in there. And oh, you yeah. know you just kind of got to... I was like... Kegel. I was like, you're a robot. You no, no, no. Hold you got to Kegel, waddle to the toilet and then kind of like... <clears throat> like, drain it out. And I feel like if I accidentally bidet too far up my asshole, I would have an awareness to be like, I got to... Yeah, like well, squish it out the asshole clenches much more powerfully than the it's like a queef you can't stop a queef you know it's not like yeah. a fart you can hold a fart and you ca- a queef is like uh, on its own turf like yeah there. and the same thing with the cum like it comes out sometimes it comes out right away and sometimes it'll come out 45 minutes later, later. and it'll that's why all I usually, of it'll come out. i go like, I, I usually sit over the toilet for like a minute kind of yeah. giving it and i try and like I try and I try and shit come out of my pussy. <laughs> oh, 100%. You know, you try and like <laughs> oh, like straining. Um that's usually my strategy. Not that I've ever let someone come inside of me. Um this is I a Christian protection. Yeah. I've too. never had sex actually. <laughs> the only thing going in my holes is saline it's solution. Saline. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> um wait, also I guess I have one more animal story. Oh my! Also, not mine. One of my friends was. God, I have to cough. I'm in such a bad way. <coughs> it's okay. I'll slurp some ice cubes. For I you have call. a cold. I have. I've and I always. I feel like I've had eight colds this year. I honestly, I am, and again, I am not a scientist. Yes, you are. And I'm about to say something confidently that will make me sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I'm fully making it up. Okay. This is just male confidence. <laughs> um. I think with COVID and like hiding away for two years and then also with all the like vaccinations and the the COVID uh, virus is like somewhat related to like, you know, the flu virus and, you know, these other viruses or whatever. I just feel like our immune responses have like changed. Like they're different. Yeah. Like the colds I have had post COVID haven't progressed in the same way that colds my whole life progressed. Like not better or worse. It was just different. Like I feel like my whole life I knew when I was getting a cold because it would start in my throat and then it would move yeah, to my head too. and then yeah. be in my nose. But the colds I've had in the past year, it's been fucking all over the map, which means every time I'm convinced I have COVID or I'm dying. See, and meanwhile, when I had I had COVID, but but the one time at Christmas, whenever every comic in Chicago got COVID at Christmas and New Year's, is, I mean, we were wiped clean. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I had it then, it was... This probably isn't that interesting, but it, it did feel like exactly like all the colds I get. Same thing, like starts mm-hmm. in your throat, then it goes up, and then you're, then you're fevery. But it was like, it felt like a cold, and I just was getting tested because I was going home for Christmas, so it's yeah. just just to be safe. I like did not think I had COVID at all because it, like, it was like a wet cough, and, yeah. and then I did, 
So I don't even, I, when I get Everyone's a Everyone's body is different. When I yeah. had COVID, it was COVID. It, I felt like I got hit by a truck. It was very valid. Yeah, this is but like also, a medium yeah. bad cold. And I could taste everything. Yeah. You know, but, but everyone, everyone's had, COVID's old news. Everyone's had it. Oh, everyone's, yeah. You know, if whatever. You, it's coming for you. If you haven't yeah. had it. Although I did hear that there's like certain people that something about their like DNA, they'll never get it. There's people like that with um, HIV that like mm-hmm. could could not get it no matter how much they're exposed. It's and there's people lit. like that with COVID. So those are the they're like the like unicorns that are like I don't know, I've never had it. Like mm-hmm. anyway, <coughs> before we I get got every derailed germ. by oh yeah, I have one more animal. My story. One of my friends, she was water skiing and like somebody was driving the boat that like didn't really know what they're doing and they're going too fast and she was trying to be like whoa stop and they wouldn't and she fell and the way she like landed in the water and she was going so fast like uh, like four cups of lake water <laughs> like she had like an involuntary lake water enema and she said she like it really hurt too and oh, she was like really so fucked unpleasant. up and they drive her back and she like c- crawls under the dock and like shits out like, like four cups of water under the dock <laughs> oh my god I that remind one time when I was at um ice keep dropping. One time when I was in middle school, uh I or made no mind about high school. Irrelevant details. Um I was a child and I went to a water park with some friends and it was one of these like water slides where basically the floor kinda like drops out from below you. Like it's very vertical or whatever. And dude, something just hit wrong. <laughs> I was not kegled. I don't know, but just <laughs> The power washing blast of water right up my tiny teen vagina. <laughs> Just right up my. <laughs> Can we say that? <laughs> my non I have no idea. You're going to get my podcast fucking kicked off the internet. <laughs> it's not my fault. I was statutory raped by a water slide. <laughs> can't say that's awful. That's awful. You can edit that out to your heart's no, that's desire. Staying in. I don't edit. But, um,. Was the time to edit? Oh, it was. I just remember, and it, I was a teenager, and I didn't even have the words for what had occurred. I was just like, just like, I just jet propulsion water oh directly my up my um, my little vagina, and I was like, mm-hmm, ow, <laughs> ow. I remember when I was um, tube. I'm not really like a tubing. But I'm not really like a. I don't like doing stuff fast like that. It's like not that fun for me. Um, and I went tubing with my uncle. We're both in the same tube. And I, like, hadn't really done that before. I didn't know how to tube. Like, so for some reason, I sat in the tube, like, on my, like, knees. Mm-hmm. And we went over one bump. And my my heel, I, like, kicked myself in the vagina so hard. It, like, it, like, took years off my life. And I was after that, I was like, I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> I just kicked myself in the... I'm, gonna, like, I'm like, barren now. <laughs> oh, my God. One time... I played rugby... <laughs> And God, I wish I could stop coughing. I got tackled. <laughs> I got tackled <gasps> during a, a rugby game. And it was one of these where the girl kind of fell down before me. And so she basically just pulled me vertically down, like, from the ground. And, um, like, basically, humble brag, uh, I'm pretty flexible. Like, a lot of hip <laughs> mobility. Boys. Anyway, um, I... I fell. Men, men don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, I was about to say no men listen to this podcast. <laughs> Actually, there are a couple. I think there's a couple. That's honestly creepy. I'll tell you what. No, no, there's a lot to learn. Keep lot on to listening, learn. fellas. I, th- I think it'll open it'll even broaden horizons. Oh, yeah. Well, I anyway, um, I fell down so hard uh, on my own foot. On your own. <laughs> um, wearing cleats. Uh-huh. And my the cleat went shoe. up my vagina, Absolutely basically. Not. Like, cleated my own vagina <laughs> and if you've ever like seen or had a cleat bruise if you played like soccer or rugby football anything mm-hmm. it's like a bunch of little tiny like pressure purple point my 
my whole area was black and blue for weeks and it like hurt to sit it was so Uh, bad because I didn't just like fall on my cleat I was pulled down onto my cleat so my weight and another girl's weight like I was wait Jesus you are flexible I was just thinking about that I couldn't touch my own vagina I just like fell directly onto my foot sort of like "Eh." Mm -mm. no good yeah it was Oh. <laughs> it was brutal. It was brutal. Um, yeah, I would probably take the jet of water over that. But honestly, I prefer a jet of water in my ass because at least after that you feel clean. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, perfect. I'll read you some little um, stories. Oh, I posted a TikTok about um, I went hiking in a, th- a thong and like a really skimpy thong, like a G string. Um, because I'm an idiot and it was like a long hike and it was basically just like flossing my asshole <laughs> for like three hours and it hurt to shit for days. And I post because I'm stupid and I didn't pack enough underwear on this trip for, I forget that I really like clean underwear. So sometimes yeah. if I'm like sweating and like doing stuff, I'm changing my underwear multiple times oh, a day yeah, yeah. and then I run out of like certain okay. underwear. Anyway. Um, also my ass looked great on the hike. So worth it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> But I posted a TikTok about it because I thought it was funny and maybe it would be relatable to someone else who accidentally wore impractical underwear on like a long hike. Uh, and men are all in the comments like, can we buy the underwear? Uh, can we buy the floss? Can we buy the whatever? And I'm like, I hate this. Honestly, that's free money. Sell it. I'm going to. Yeah, I could. Yeah, that's a good point. I Why mean, am I, what's my resistance here? Well, I was thinking about it. Hmm, I guess now we are talking about it. We'll just talk about it. Um, <laughs> I guess now it's going on the podcast. Um, do you care? That can go. Oh, I don't do you care. Care. Everything, okay. everything I say can go on the podcast. I've never had a secret ever. I got an <laughs> anima at my boyfriend's apartment. <laughs> um, well, because my thing is, you know, I, I one of my biggest hesitations is like, um, like, just my own embarrassment. And I'm like, clearly they don't see it like that, mm-hmm. you know, because like they like it and want it. So, But it's my own being like, oh, my God, I can't show someone. Else. Like after I go for a run, you know, fucked up. Yeah. My under- I don't even like looking at I'm like I'm trying. I like try to like not look at it. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the shame. It's the internalized shame yeah. we have about our bodies and we shouldn't. Also, and that's what this podcast is about. Yes, it is about that. Why is so much discharge coming out when I run? Dude. Is it getting shaken loose? What's happening? I'd be discharging all the time. Well, discharge is like a mix of like sweat as well as like certain like vaginal pH based sort of like things. So I think when you sweat more, there's more discharge. Okay. But it's also worse discharge because it's more sweaty. It's like worse in terms of thicker. smelling. I've noticed. It's it's gross. Although I guess maybe that could just be the the t- where I am in my like yes yeah, because I know it gets like you know yeah when you're like ovulating it's all sticky and stuff because it like yeah. holds the egg. Um, I'm really tired of men taking like being wet as a key like like that I'm like turned on or ready to go. I'm like I'm sopping wet all the time, buddy. Like I know that's I have a whole joke about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, and then well, my body betrays me. Cause sometimes I'll be like really dehydrated and I'll be like I am ready to go, but somebody's gonna tell my vagina because it's like yeah. <laughs> velcroed shut right now. Like you know, there's actually a delay. Um, between when you're like mentally turned on and when uh, it's in like your body parts, you start showing physical symptoms of like arousal. It's been shown that there's more of a delay with uh, 
women than men. I forget what it was, if it was like three to five minutes or something like that. That makes sense. But sometimes when your brain is like, I'm so ready to go, but your body isn't, it's because like they just did, basically they had a bunch of women and they were like, press a button when you're aroused but then they also like took actual wow. like physiological measurements and there was like a delay it's like how your stomach uh doesn't there's a delay before it tells your brain you're full yeah and in that delay i eat f- five more things yeah <laughs> i know i'm going hurry before we get a, it's a buzzer beater <laughs> more pizza rolls <laughs> um, oh, i love that wait what was i just thinking you're talking about underwear selling no wait it was something that you reminded me of with the Yeah, I don't know. I lost it. But also but yeah, it does seem that men super do not have a delay where it's like Yeah. You like they're like you like look at them wrong and then yeah. it's like Yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend nice. to everyone there's this amazing book called Come As You Are by Emily her last name starts with an N and maybe ends in a ski, something Polishy. Nice. Um but it's a really great like psychology, neurology like look at like the sexual experience and it's written like f- for women but I think the lessons apply either way it looks at like a lot of the like similarities and like it just really explains a lot of the phenomenon that most of us have experienced and maybe don't talk about because we're like is this normal or is yeah. it embarrassing and it's like I feel like it gave me a much better like vocabulary for like understanding and articulating sex stuff to people so I tell everyone to read it so you should read it it's called okay. come as you are but come not spelled you. the gross way it's yeah. spelled like the normal <laughs> I figured. <laughs> it's called jizz as you are <laughs> the book i mean for i women. don't get me wrong the cover is vaginal it is a <laughs> vaginal book cover <laughs> oh actually okay there's some good ones in here wait hold on i just remembered something also speaking of like phlegm when I played rugby, we used to do a lot of, like, <laughs> spitting on the field, like, you know, because you're <laughs> running, and then you get phlegmy, and we're outside, and so who cares, and you spit, and uh, then you get so used to it, and one of my friends was like, Alexa, I literally just, like, hocked a loogie on my bedroom floor the other day, Ugh. and then had to clean it up, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How did you not realize you were inside, not outside? And then literally, like, two weeks later, I did the same thing, <laughs> and I was like, Eileen, I would like to apologize. <laughs> um... Okay, let me see. So, at our live show, the audience can submit their own disgusting story to be read on stage anonymously, and these are some of those stories. So, I had mono my senior year of college, and there were a multitude of symptoms. My then-college boyfriend, he was a freshman, and I was a senior. Is that the gross punchline? Question mark. Which I say, no. He was a freshman, and she, she was, was a senior. senior. That's cool. Yeah. It's cool when you do it. Is well, that when my as long as, as long as she was under... 18? Oh, no, they're in college. Oh, college. Oh, yeah, then that's totally cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Sorry, I thought we were Get talking about Get yourself a little snack. That's what I say. Just a little <laughs> snack? A little snickety snack? <laughs> My boyfriend's like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's actually 26. That's how old you are. My age. But to me, that's kind of young. Baby. Yeah, I am baby. Okay. I am um, baby. Uh, we were watching a movie and cuddling up cozy vibes so naturally we were watching Schindler's List oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I felt fine surprisingly fine for watching a holocaust movie when all of a sudden my asshole decided to release whatever was in my colon into my pants I waddled to the bathroom but the damage was done the mono diarrhea (laughs) had permeated into my butt skin (laughs) and my leggings I had to shower 
So I came back to my 19-year-old boyfriend with a towel around my waist and returned to the movie without an interrogation. For some reason, I assumed my mono-ridden body and bowels were immune to the horrors of six million Jews dying. I was wrong. <laughs> my body shat itself again, <laughs> this time slightly getting onto the sheets of my bed. I have no idea how my clearly dumb boyfriend didn't know what was going on but i had to have another shower to rid myself of the evidence i haven't stopped shitting myself ever since oh my god <laughs> that's amazing although i would like to give the the young boyfriend the benefit of the doubt and say that i think he did know and he was, he was doing her a solid uh, doing her a uh, kindness yeah and yeah Instead of being like, hey, babe, you uh, shit yourself twice. <laughs> she was just like, just like, just keep watching the movie. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> she asked for help if she'll need it. Yeah. Like, I, I think. Oh, my God. I uh, was on virtual therapy the last time I shit myself. I oh. just like farted and it was an untrustworthy <laughs> fart. And I was like, I cannot sit here. You fart doing therapy? Ther- a quiet fart. I would never. I mean, I could mute it. It's virtual therapy. I'm on Zoom. You don't think, I think you muting it and unmuting it might be more. <laughs> no, they don't notice if they're talking. Also, not all my farts are audible. You, just, you know when a fart is going to be audible to or me. not. But anyway, yeah, it that's was true. You do know it was shit, and <laughs> I was like, I can't sit here and focus on my childhood trauma with shit in my literal pants. So I had to be like, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick, and I just ran in the bathroom and literally threw away the underwear, wiped myself, put my pants back on commando, and then proceeded with therapy. And he has no idea. <laughs> One time when I was on a Zoom meeting, I like I don't have like a normal job. I was it's for this writing job, and we like we have like one Zoom meeting every six months. That's the only time. And I was halfway through this meeting. Not he. I was more than I was like forty. It was an hour long meeting. We're like forty five minutes through, and I was like, I am gonna have diarrhea. Like I'm in like I like was like having like cold spots. I was like, I'm gonna have diarrhea right now, and. I like I was like I can't make I cannot make it fifteen minutes so I like had to I don't I was already muted of course I don't see shit during the meetings but and then I had to turn my camera screen off, off and I went and had the most like horrific diarrhea <laughs> and then I came back and I was like a different color I was like white <laughs> as a sheet <laughs> and also your soul left your body I don't use Zoom that much so I forgot that my like away picture is like my like social media it's like me with like a bunch of fake blood on my face from a photo booth so i like flip my screen off and then it's me like in like a goofy i was like fuck and then i came back like (laughs) like like, Uh, shaking uh, (laughs) like i agree (laughs) i concur with everything that's been said i have i have fully taken zoom calls from the toilet with my camera off oh (laughs) because no one in my company does camera on but some days i like have to be kind of talking on a call but the coffee hits and Mm -hmm. so you just like mute and then in between enormous shit come off mute and are like yeah i think the data looks right and then you mute yourself and you shit (laughs) what is where what is this world we're living in now i love work from home i love being able to shit while i work back in the day we would have just been looking for looking for berries in the woods and we could shit wherever we want Uh, okay although there were no bidets back then think how itchy your asshole would be all the time they probably had something, don't you think? Well, they had like a clear stream. I don't know. You know what I was thinking about the other day? They didn't have antibiotics to get rid of UTIs. Bitches were just walking around with UTIs all the oh, time. Oh, I would be dead by now. UTIs are awful, 
I and go I'm all the time. I'm tired of pretending that it's like a minor thing. I'm like, this is why women were held back for centuries because there was not a treatment for UTIs. Our short urethras. Our short urethras were holding us back. We drew the short urethra. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm getting a snare drum installed in here. <laughs> um. Okay, I'll I'll read you one more. This one I love. This one's so me. I was I read this at the last live show and I like couldn't get it was like embarrassing i was giggling so much i like couldn't read it and everyone's (laughs) like what and i'm like i it's this is like right up my alley okay i was having sex doggy style one time things were pretty hot and heavy and i was very wet next thing you know it slipped a million miles an hour into my ass (laughs) (laughs) never thought being overly lubricated was a thing until that moment for context, I'd never done anal in my life. It hurt so badly I blacked out. <laughs> and he was blowing air on my face trying to keep me awake. <laughs> the rest of the night, f- farts were literally slipping out of my butt uncontrollably. <laughs> because my asshole was what I can only describe as stretched out. <laughs> oh my god. The next one is not even over yet. The next morning we were in the kitchen making breakfast with his roommates. My back was hurting, so I asked him to crack my back. And so, in the middle of the kitchen, he cracked my back, and the loudest fart I've heard to date came out again uncontrollably in front of all his roommates. Mortified doesn't begin to describe it. What was I supposed to do? Explain to them that we (laughs) we had accidental (laughs) anal, and that's why I just ripped a huge fart? I did. I did not have control of my own bottle for a whole week after that. That's so funny. And then you know, I've heard people like they say there's like you can't accidentally end up in the butt, like whatever. But I actually, I have a friend who like fucked a guy, and then afterwards oh, or, was no, like at the end of the story. was like I've never had someone come in my ass before, and the guy was like, what? I was in your ass. He was so like wet and slippery. He didn't realize he had hold. Like, and it was genuine. He was not lying because she wasn't mad. She was just like, (laughs) yeah, I've never had someone like finish in my ass before. Like she was like chilling. And he was like, I was where? (laughs) I've definitely had, I've definitely like had that conversation where I'm like, where they like start going and you're like, oh that's actually my asshole thank you though you're, thank you. <laughs> you're gonna be about an inch uh south of there yeah, and they're like oh well, okay but you know jokes, it's dark no one or could whatever get in my but asshole if their life depended on it i don't think so either. i hold so much tension in my pelvis oh my, yeah i like just stress tension my pussy is so tight my asshole is an impenetrable fortress <laughs> there's a reason i need to do enemas yeah. you know like nothing is getting in and powerful. out powerful <laughs> <laughs> Our live story comes from Aziza Robinson. Aziza is a Chicago comic, and this was recorded in October of 2022. Here's Aziza Robinson. Um, <laughs> my parents decided to get a family bedside commode. Um, yeah. 
So for those of you who aren't familiar with what a commode is, I want you to close your eyes and first picture a bucket and then that's it. Um, <laughs> in short, a commode is basically like a, a skinless outhouse. Um, <laughs> in the homes of elderly people and people with like physical disabilities, none of which describes demographics of anyone in my household. <laughs> but not only did my parents decide that we should get a, essentially a communal piss bucket, but they decided we should put it upstairs out in the open in the middle kind of like living room area between my sister and I's bedroom and their bedroom. <laughs> so the reason for this is that if anyone needs to use the bathroom mainly pee in the middle of the night, they don't want to have them walk all the way downstairs. Instead, they'd rather have them pee in a bucket upstairs during the night and then the next day sort of carry it downstairs like carrying water back to their village oh. and then they like empty it until it's water. So the logic was airtight. Explain how two 40 plus year old people put their heads together to come up with such <laughs> a diabolical idea. <laughs> so I, was, uh, I grew up on a horse ranch uh, in the south suburbs of Chicago. I was first generation. My parents started a few years when my sister and I were born. But neither of my parents had like a rural background like at all. Like they were very much city people. But it was something about moving to like a wooded area, like a wooded, wooded unmonitored area of a suburb that turned them like cartoonishly country. <laughs> borderline appropriation. Um, <laughs> they were like Chet Hanks, but instead of Jamaican culture, it was rural life. So yeah, um, just to like paint a picture for y'all a little bit. So growing up, we had like a dinner horn, which was a horn that was taken from a bicycle. What bicycle to this day, the detective and I do not know, but my mom would hang out of one specific window and honk it to let us know when supper was ready. Which is like cute, right? But then out of that same window, my dad would use a 1900s revolver to shoot raccoons in the dead of night. <laughs> that was the vibe. But I wasn't like mad at my parents for living like their Green Acres fantasy, you know? But it was just like, we were so secluded. And like, they were so introverted. And like, because of the introversion, like they, were really left to make some of the worst decisions without any fear of judging from the outside world. <laughs> like a fear that would keep them from doing like putting an open air toilet in the living room. <laughs> but I remember walking upstairs and seeing the commode for the first time. And I was with y'all, I was scared, you know, um, because, of, because of what it was, you know, but also because they refused to refer to it as a commode. Because in my mind, like commode, it's like it's it's like it's French, you know. Like commode, it's like you know, like they have a club. It's like oh, we going to Berlin tonight. No, we going to commode. You know. <laughs> but they decided to go in a different direction and refer to it as the potties. <laughs> and I think the reason they did this was to yeah, to further expedite their inevitable divorce. Because <laughs> nothing really kicks off a loveless and it's like a sexless marriage. Like looking at your adult partner in the eyes every day and using the word potty. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so for all of that, I was not on board. Um, for the first few weeks, I refused to use it. But like eight, um, eight is an impressionable age. And so <laughs> around like the two month mark, I was, I was singing a different tune. Um, I didn't really recognize myself at that point. Um, <laughs> I became like a character from Handmaid's Tale where I'd walk out of my room in the middle of the night, see a freshly empty and clean bucket and be like, oh, we've been seeing good weather. <laughs> so under his eye. And his line was a picture of Malcolm X that was directly above him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was not on board. Um, but so soon after I started using it, 
um, I started noticing all these little issues, all these little like cracks in the system. Um, <laughs> the first issue I saw is I walked out in the middle of the night to use it. Um, I lifted up the toilet seat, I lifted up the, the lid, and I saw that someone had shit in the commode. So, <laughs> yeah, and so while there were no hard and fast rules around the commode, which is a large part of the issue, um, <laughs> They, um, there was kind of an implied like liquids only rule, <laughs> right? Um, because this person, well, okay, everyone else was like quickly trying to pee in the commode, trying to get it out as quickly as possible, get in and get out. But this person, and I can tell by the size of the shit and the texture of it, this person set up shop. <laughs> Not only did they set up shop, they, they, they shit in the commode and they left it there like some sort of child print. So to say it is out of me, therefore it is not beneath me. <laughs> Physically and metaphorically. Um, but, uh, yeah. And so I was really upset about that. Uh, and, yeah, so... Oh, sorry, I lost my, I lost my spot. <laughs> so they're shit in the commode. Prince. Yeah. Come on, shit. Okay. So... Yeah, so it, they all, it was a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> the, um, the next issue that I ran into was I went out to use the commode in the middle of the night. Um, it was dark, so I'm like feeling my way around. I go, I sit down, and I immediately feel like moisture. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it was like the middle of the night, so I'm delirious. So my first thought was just like, I guess this is what peeing is now. You know, like, you don't feel any relief, nothing leaving you, it's just like wet and then done. When I stood up and kind of came to, I turned around and realized that what happened was the levels in the bucket had gotten so high that when I sat down, the pee of my entire immediate family had come into contact with my ass. Now, at this point, my parents finally came to their senses. They're like, okay, the jig is up, you know, we need to just get rescheduled for MP in the commode. And so, at this point, I was done, I was over it, I was no longer using it, I was shook, but I was still a part of the rotation of people having to empty the commode out every night, right? And so, um, I was pissed. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was not on board. Uh, I, I, I was like, this shit's fucking nasty. Um, I, I was just feeling like, I, I, I kinda guess I would have another like 40 plus years before I have to like handle my parents' like waste. Um, now even then I was planning on like paying someone to handle that um, and so really upset about that it got to a point where I was like laying up in bed at night like pitch black room like eyes wide open just like asking myself screaming to the void asking like where when how who is any responsible for ending this commode reign of terror what did I know it would be me that change, internal, my childhood bedroom, the faint smell of pistol in the air, lights up. <laughs> so, it's a Sunday morning. Um, like every other morning, I scream myself awake. Um, I look to the short chart and I see that yet again, it is my day to empty the commode. Um, and so I get out of the get out of the bed, I'll head to the commode, lift up the butt, look up the seat, get the bucket, and I start heading downstairs. Now at this point, this is a routine procedure for me. I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm moving at record speeds, trying to get this shit over with, you know. And so I'm booking it down the stairs. I get about halfway, and I wanna say the heel of my foot hits the front of one of the steps, and I begin to fall back. Now, this is when everything starts to kind of go in slow motion for me. So I'm falling backwards, like sunken place style, where it feels like five minutes. <laughs> the bucket in my hand, it doesn't fall forward. It somehow, like, I kind of defy all laws of physics and somehow throw the bucket all over my head. I look up 
excited. See, about to pour on me like I'm a head coach of a football team. And, you know, different cultures have different ceremonies to symbolize the ending of childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have bar mitzvahs, bat quinceaneras. My version of a quinceanera happened the minute that pee made contact with my skin. <laughs> the minute the pee made contact with the skin on my face, I had a Roth IRA, I was $20,000 in credit card. I was my ex-husband, Devante. I was no longer a child, Luckily, luckily, luckily two things. Luckily two things. First, no one shouldn't have come out that day. So that was great. Um, second, my reflexes were quick enough to close my eyes and close my mouth before any of the pee could get into it. Right? But because my mouth was closed, I was not making any noise. I wasn't screaming. I was like silent. And the stairs I was walking down, they also had like plush carpeting on it. And so like my, my fall was completely silent. So my family's downstairs. They don't know what's going on. They're like music blasting, preparing a beautiful Sunday brunch. Meanwhile, I'm on the stairs having this is the worst day of my life. I'm playing on the silent Broadway film, you know? And so I somehow like pick myself up and I like slosh down the stairs and with my eyes and my mouth still closed, I just start trying to like feel my way to the bathroom. Just like completely bypassing my family, like not answering their question. I'm trying to make a beeline to the bathroom. So I finally make it to the shower. Um, I stay in there for like 15 or 20 years. And <laughs> I finally like emerge from the bathroom, never to be the same, um, with, just a, with just a traumatized gaze of someone who's witnessed a quadruple homicide. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just kind of walk past everyone. Again, I have nothing really to discuss. I make to the stairs, just try to go back upstairs and just sleep off the trauma that I just experienced. Um, I'm at the top of the stairs, I'm almost at my bedroom door but I stopped short because something in the room felt different. And so I stopped, I looked to the left, and I see that because of my overconfidence and my ability to handle human waste and my lack of depth perception, <laughs> the commode was finally gone. Yeah. And, aside, yeah, yeah. and aside from doing my near constant night terrors, I haven't seen it since. So. <laughs> You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Alexa Yeager. Well, I produce a weekly show at the Lincoln Lodge for people who live in Chicago, Sunday nights at 7.30 called Sinister Six. Otherwise, uh, you can find me on socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the things at Alexa Jags, A-L-E-X-A-J-A-G-G-S. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast was produced by me. Our theme song is Type of Wound by Natalie Grace Alford. New episodes come out every Monday, and our live show happens every third Tuesday of the month at the Lincoln Lodge Theater. If you like what you hear, please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week.